you're either you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. Welcome aboard. It's episode 14 of Riding the Bus, the official Iowa Wild podcast presented by Explore Minnesota. Ben Gislason here with Joey Goldstein, Benny G, and Joey G. Yep. And this is episode 14, and we're just chugging along now on these in-season podcasts, aren't we? Yeah, that's what it's feeling like. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I felt, you know, it, it feels like a while since we last sat yeah. down, but between the last time we talked and we were talking with Mike, to now like it's it seems like it was last week things are going by very very quickly i mean we're here we are in you know basically the middle of november and before we know it it's you know it's gonna be the new year and things just go by so fast once the season starts i had this epiphany this morning and it happens every year but i feel like it didn't happen this early to me last year but it was that morning where you wake up and you're like november 9th you just yeah. you're kind of like yeah what? Yep. It just, you know, and it, and it can happen at any point in the year because the hockey season does do that where just all of a sudden you look back and you blink in a month or two months or se- – I mean, the season goes by like that it's when so, you get at the end of so it. It's just so quick. Minus February. Um, but we'll – You I'm, don't think February goes uh, by quick? That's like the dog, the dog days we're, of the- We'll save my just nasty, scathing feelings about – the month of February in the hockey season for February. Okay. We'll get a full segment of just me hating on February. Perfect. Yeah. All it's right. Brutal. I'm here for it's it. Brutal. It's brutal. Mental um, note, Marquise. Yeah. So Keep we that get, one we'll, in mind. We'll, we'll save that for now. Um, but uh, episode 14, we have Ty Ronning's jersey behind us. Uh, and in just a few minutes, he'll be sitting right here on your screen. Yep. Uh, and he and I and Joey had a great chat, um, really fun chat with him, mm-hmm. who just is a guy that – and there have been some really terrific people – that I've met through the Iowa Wild player-wise, boy, though, he is up there with just being a tremendous human being, um, but also very personable and a good storyteller. And we had a really good chat here, and it was a great showcase of what I thought who he is as a person, but also we had some fun. We talked about some of his teammates and some fun stories. So it's really, really good stuff and fun to have a live guest, too. Yeah, it's... Great to have a live yeah. guest, our second live guest. Uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to that joker at the beginning. <laughs> yep, yep. Our second live guest, but it's it's this is the first time we've had someone live, you know, out of the locker room here to, to chat with us. And um, it's a new face for, for Wild fans. This is someone who's coming new this year, probably not super well-known amongst the fan base, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that he has been pretty hot as of late, scored a hat trick. Um, but aside from that, I don't think people know too much uh, about him, so it's nice to – dig in a little bit hear about you know growing up with a a father who played over a thousand games in the nhl and what that was like um you know this is a guy who has investment in giving back to the community which is huge especially for this organization so to come in and be able to Mm -hmm. fit i mean almost immediately you brought it up but i think it was media day he reached out i think he said it to you he mentioned it to me he mentioned it to joe picardi our community coordinator everybody he was just telling anybody and everybody (laughs) you know I want to be involved in the community. I want to do things. And, you know, these are things that I like. He came to the hospital visit with us for the uh, our Halloween visit. came dressed up as an astronaut. As soon as I, as soon, I had gotten back to my desk, I think it had been 20 minutes since I left Mercy and sat back down. And I already had a message from him being like, hey, that was awesome. Thank you so much for taking me. Like, just a good good person mm-hmm. um so i'm excited to be able to do more with him you know throughout the year and last thing i'll say before we talk about explore minnesota and a few other things showed up to the locker room all had all this set up i walk in at like 3 10 for we weren't supposed to be recording till 3 30 he's here 
yeah. 20 minutes early. Like, hey, not, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, we're not ready for you. No worries. Like, yeah. But again, like poignant, I just can't say enough about the way that, yep. that this kid handles himself. Uh, but more from Ty Ronning later. Explore Minnesota, our proud sponsors. Not only do we have to share more about what Explore Minnesota wants our listeners to know about in the winter, yep. but we have even more to talk about on this preamble yeah. to yeah. our guest because we got some big news from Explore Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to roll up the sleeves for this one. Yeah, okay, please do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a lot of reading, and if you've been paying attention, sometimes not my strong suit. Mm. Uh, but we'll start, obviously, presented by – I know you, you're very excited. Presented by Explore Minnesota. Dive into the wonder of the waters of Minnesota from the birthplace of the mighty Mississippi to the superior scale of the Great Lakes. Tear a page out of the storybook and create your own dream vacation. Ex- visit exploreminnesota.com to start planning memories that will last a lifetime. Now – that was not bad. Now, not bad. Here's what we've got going on. It's it's we've got a an Explore Minnesota sweepstakes. We did something very similar last year. This is kind of the first time. Well, it is not kind of. It is the first time that Roy out on a podcast because we didn't have a podcast last year. Nope. Um, but last year was a visit Mankato sweepstakes. This year it's a visit Lakeville prize package. Um, South Metro Burnsville, baby. And I'm gonna rifle Great area. through this. I mean. If you go to iowawild.com slash sweeps, it'll take you to exactly what the package is. You can enter. Um, I'll give you the rundown. Kind of here's how it works. Got to be 21 years or older to enter. Have to be an Iowa, Iowa resident to win. But here's what you get, and it is lengthy. You get a Holiday Inn Suites of Lakeville gift certificate for a one-night stay in a standard two-queen room. You get a Visit Lakeville welcome basket with a bottle of Lakeville's Wild Oaks Ranch wine and Masterpiece chocolates upon arrival. You get a $200 Lakeville Area Arts Center gift card. You get four $25 gift cards to the better half. You get $200 gift cards to Barley and Vine Kitchen Bar. You get two all-day vouchers for two people to Buck Hill Ski and Snowboard oh, Area. Oh, Buck Hill. Which is oh, I know Buck Hill. I know Buck um, Hill. Lindsey Vaughn grew up uh, skiing at, uh, at Buck Hill, by the way. Place where Olympians. Yeah, that's true. Train. That's true. Uh, $50 gift card for Buck 54 Bar and Grill, which is located at the uh, Ski and Snowboard Area. Uh, four Elko Speedway tickets. Uh, $50 in Angry Inch Brewing gift card. Two Gray Line sightseeing tour gift certificates for two people each for the Twin City Highlights tour, which is a total of four people. And <laughs> we're not done. And you get two side Isle Wild jerseys and four two tickets. And. Four tickets to watch the Minnesota Wild play the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday, January twenty eighth. Yeah. Wow, save the best for last there. I mean holy smokes. That was that's so much stuff that you can win. And all you gotta do is go to iowawild.com slash sweeps and just enter. And you got a chance to go home with some unreal stuff. Nice little getaway for people, too. We should make people like like the podcast or follow the podcast for it. Yeah. No, yeah we're, we, we're not we're not. We that, probably should have thought that through. We're not that on top of it. No, no. <laughs> but maybe, not. you know what? But maybe next time. Yeah, but maybe next, next time. time. So just for the record, you don't have to like the podcast and follow the podcast to win the sweepstakes. But you should but do you that should. because you like me and Ben. <laughs> um, so just do that because that helps us so keep to, this beautiful to finish, thing So to finish the sweepstakes, I do want to say, well done. Uh, that read was very good. But there's one problem. Oh, there's boy. one problem. 
You read the fall read, and we were supposed to do winter reads. I don't know that I have the winter read. I have the winter reads, Joey. So, so let's wrap it up with a winter read. Experience the silence of falling snow or discover the magic of a live performance with friends in a historic venue. Warm memories forever frozen in time. Plan your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. All right. Well, I got two things. One, uh, can you forward those to me? Because I need them. I'll, two, do right, I'll do it right now. Two, uh, are we in winter time yet? Because I could argue that we could still make the fall reads happen. Uh, I, I probably read the wrong one. Updated, Nobody's really going. Updated reads: eleven fourteen twenty two to three thirteen twenty three. What's the date today? As we record this, is eleven nine. Yeah. So I think we're both kind of right. But when's the podcast going out? Eleven fifteen. So the we're, read, both so the read, right. uh, we're both kind of right. We're both kind of right. We're both kind of right. We're both we're both kind of right. It's okay. We're both. I don't know. Mm. There you go. Now it's sent. All right. Well, okay. I'm glad I have that. I'll yeah. Get, now I'll you have sure. it. I'll get them right. And next then you time. started reading it. I went. Oh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna yeah. shove this right down his throat. I mean, it gets done. Whatever. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> Only in bets, which we'll get to later. Yeah, we, oh, we got one. a good one. good one coming up. Oh, Easter egg. We got a great one. Uh, any more from us that we wanted to get to? Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, yeah, the games. As of late, points. the Wild have points. been, uh, yep. it seems like they're starting to hit their stride a bit, and uh, the goals are starting to flow. Things are opening up. I think there's still obviously work that needs to be done kind of mm-hmm. across the board. I've, you know, the one that kind of stood out to me, I know you mentioned it on the broadcast, but uh, the penalty kill, which is usually a, a strong yeah. suit for this uh, Tim Army team last year, was the upper echelon in the league in terms of penalty kill percentage, is this year it's kind of flip-flop. We're, we're on the lower end trying to still still figure things out a little bit. Um, and for a little while at, in Rockford last weekend, we thought that was going to be the the thing that kind of hurt us in that game, mm-hmm. which though it did, we ended up overcoming that and getting the victory, and which was one of the best hockey games I've watched uh, in a very long time um, with some crazy, crazy things that happened in it as well but the team's playing well like you said seven to ten points is is unbelievable and that's huge going into um you know some big games coming up here yeah full disclosure recording this as you said 11 9 this will end up going out next week um so there will be two games that we can't talk about right Mm -hmm. now on the podcast uh milwaukee and chicago Uh, in milwaukee and chicago this weekend milwaukee they're on quite a heater they've won seven in a row so a big matchup for the wild but they are playing really well seven out of the last 10 available points the wild have secured and i i kept i keep coming back to it a team that is so young, you just you wanted to get through the first month without going like, oh boy, yeah, like we've have one win yeah. and we've lost six times in regulation. We have one point, yeah, and this team really got through the month of October with so many new faces. I mean, I think to that first night where there was a few moments, I was just like, they don't, they look like they have no clue what's going on right now yeah. because they didn't because it's a bunch of nineteen and twenty. It's a lot of new faces. The, the growth that that we've seen to the most recent game in Rockford to that night one, uh, there were stretches that it doesn't even look like the same team yeah. playing. Like, they're learning very very fast. We've had there's been injuries too that we've had to overcome. So a lot yeah. of guys are getting into the lineup and yeah. getting chances to play. So that helps team chemistry too. But now guys are starting to get healthy again. And I immediately think I texted you a couple times throughout the broadcast. I think at one point I was just blowing up your phone, and I obviously wasn't getting I, anything it back. It was just like this, and I just it just yeah, it was just through. nonstop. I saw Joey, and I went, "Okay, we're gonna I turn just, over." Because <laughs> the minute you you texted me one thing, I was like, "Oh, he's on his phone." And I just rifled off some yeah. of my thoughts. Um, I thought 
I mean, Nick Patan, we haven't seen in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. He was outstanding wow. in Rockford. It, outstanding. It's just, he was the best player on the ice, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, he he quite literally willed that uh, the tying goal to mm-hmm. Chafee. I, I still don't know if he, he dumped the puck and chased it down. Yeah. And, I mean, he was flying on that forecheck. He gets in, he breaks up the breakout, he gets in, he ties the puck up. And I don't know if he kicked it out or somebody else kicked it out, but uh, he was a tour de force performer in that game. I was just – and not that he didn't do some things those opening two games. He only played part of game two opening mm-hmm. weekend, then he got hurt. But that was a different level. It was maybe a guy who hadn't played in a month and was like, I'm sick of this. I want to go out and do something yeah. and had two, if not three assists. I may have ended up being three. They might have called that one back at the at the, the game tire because there was a lot of bodies down there yeah. carving that yeah. puck off the wall. <laughs> he was in the middle of it too. Um, but And then scores that just – Beautiful game winner uh, in the shootout. Oh, a little off little speed. Chip. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Pull, pulled the string. Pulled the string and threw a changeup. Uh, but, it, yeah, really good performance from him. And the, the overarching thing that I think about, too, with this team is think about the resiliency that they've demonstrated through the opening month. They roar back from three down against San Jose. They come back against Rockford most recently, two goals down in the final two minutes of the game. Um, they have come from behind already a lot in mm-hmm. this season. Now, Tim Army will tell you he doesn't want his team to get used to playing from behind. I don't think behind. anybody – I think any no. coach would say that. Yeah. But the fact that you know that you've got that in your room if you need it, that's a really good card to all of a sudden say, let me just slide that into my hand here and know that this team does have the gumption to say, ah, three goals. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're okay. Um, there are there are teams in the American Hockey League that won't be able to do that this yeah. year. It, it's just that's just the nature of the game. There are teams that don't have it in them, um, and it seems like this wild team does. And to me, that is such a that is such a healthy thing to learn about your team this early in the year. Now it's can you learn how to get up in a game and then hold a lead because. You don't see a lot of teams make their bread and butter that go in championships because, like, boy, they just they were never out of a game. All they did was ever come back. And from one goal deficits maybe, but you sure. can't be spotting teams three goals in this right. league regularly. You mm-hmm. can't be down two in the final two minutes regularly, I think, and be a successful team. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the great success that has been had in the opening month of the season for the Wild is you've got – Two shootout losses, two over or an overtime loss in there. Um, half of your losses, you got points out of. Yeah, things very quickly can go the other way. You know what I mean? Those yes. could be instead of one point, we could have a bunch of two point wins, and and very quickly changes things. So if, 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 if even two of those losses in the shootout or the, the overtime loss um, to Grand Rapids, which by the way was one of the str- one another was talk about strange. Yeah, that, that was, was really yeah, strange. That was something. Um, with a delay of game penalty to Hicketts, but. If two of those three go the other way, that's an extra four points. You're all of a sudden in like third, maybe in the yeah. division. Which again, like the Wild are right in the midst of it right now. They are a it's win too, or two. It's too early to yeah, say like, oh, someone's two. out. We're, no. we're, they're not out of it. And I think what helps too, we talked about the team scoring goals. The guys you're kind of counting on to start producing. Mitchell Chafee is starting to heat up, which yeah, is he's huge. Got four in his last three games. Yeah, that's Beckman big. was scoring before Beckman's, he goes up. Beckman's great. Sammy Walker is, is yeah. in the. In the top three, top five for top AHL three, rookie scoring, three, yep. and then you got Ty Ronning, who's mm-hmm. who's caught fire as well. So you're getting getting support from kind of a couple different areas, which is huge. And I'll always go back to a goaltending. Zane McIntyre just 
doing what he always does, just yeah. going out and saying, you're going to have a chance to win tonight. That's literally what he does every single yeah. game, which is all you can ask for from your goalie. And Volstead, who must be thinking, why can't I just have a regulation game yeah. happen to me at this point, yeah. having all three of the games he started in go to overtime or shootout. Yeah. But um, I've, I left the month very optimistic about this team, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here wearing the Wild logo. Um, I, I've said that in off-camera scenarios, too, with people that would have no reason to um, – to, to, to believe me if, if I was saying, or to not believe me if I was saying that, I would tell them otherwise if I didn't in some of my private conversations. But um, this is a team that has the makings, I think, of being a very good club. And I will keep saying it the rest of the season. I think every weekend, not that your team won't have some lapses, but with how this team is and also what I'm learning, how well they get along in the room, it's a really, really cohesive group. And last yeah. year's was that, but this year – it seems to maybe be even a little more so. Mm-hmm. And there isn't the pocket here or the click here. Right. And not that last year's team was clicky, but this team to me feels a little bit more like you go to the airport and you see the whole team's eating at the same place mm-hmm. or the whole team has got food and they're sitting at the same table waiting for the plane. I don't remember seeing that as much last year. Um, and so that's a really reassuring thing to me. I'm excited about what November has to bring uh, or what December has to bring is where, again, like bring it back to the joke, looking up and seeing November 9th. We're already almost midway through the month, but um, this will be a, a big test for, for Iowa as they move through this month. A lot of road games, some good teams these in games, there, Milwaukee, these, these, Colorado, three San Jose of, again. Of our next, yeah. what is it, our next four, three of them are against Milwaukee, I yeah. think. So, yeah. like, that's that's a, a really I don't want to say it's, I mean, it's kind of, it kind of is a benchmark kind of test for you mm-hmm. to see where you're at with those three games so yeah yep. um, so very 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 big big waters ahead for the wild but i they're moving in the direction as well as they could be right now for sure and a big part of that was ty Ronning, and i think it's time we hear from him agreed without any further ado the man of the hour ty Ronning, the hat trick hero from thursday morning school day game here at wells fargo arena let's head to period two Moving along to the second period of episode 14 of Riding the Bus, the official Iowa Wild podcast. It's our privilege to introduce to our fans, Iowa Wild winger and the hat trick hero from a few games back. Ty Ronning is with us live in studio in the locker room, whatever you want to call it. Ty, it's great to be here. Great to be with you. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is a big deal. This is our (laughs) first like live guest. Right? In- incorrect. In- incorrect. We had, a- <laughs> we had Allie Brown oh, over the offseason. You're right. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. I had you're to right. just slam that right You're right. You. Yeah, you're really right. good start. Yep. Nice start. Yeah. It's okay. It's I'm going right. to let you pick it up. by. Uh, you can ask the first question, the question okay. we always start with, yeah. to pick up the pieces there. Yep. So this is the Ride in the Bus podcast. We ask everybody this question except for one when Ben forgot. Oh, That's okay. right back at me. That's okay. okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the whole point of the podcast is to, you know, Act like you're sitting next to someone on the bus. Okay. Going to and from. Keep it casual. What is, uh, do you have a, a story that comes to mind that you can think of from your time riding the bus, whether it's been okay. here in Iowa so far, your time in Hartford, maybe your time in Vancouver, anything that comes to mind? Uh, to be honest, I don't got much for a bus story. Um, just, just some good old movies on the bus. Uh, some card games, some heated card games here and there, um, a little bit in Hartford with uh, Anthony Greco and uh, Tanner Fritz. Um, but uh, overall, uh, nothing nothing too uh, too crazy that I, I kind of remember. All right, well, what's how about this? What's something that's maybe some bus etiquette that people should know about? I know we've talked about some of the, the basic ones where, you know, 
vets uh, in the back, rookies in the front. But what's something else that maybe people may not know? Yeah, they usually, I mean, from from what I've understood uh, through my pro career, it's uh, usually go by, you know, rookies in the front, and then you kind of work your way up with, with how many games you have, and usually the, uh, the old guys in the back um, with uh, the most games. And then, um, yeah, etiquette-wise, um, usually the older guys get to pick the movies um, as well. Um, the, the rookies uh, make the purchase, and um, the old guys get to pick uh, out of the selection. So, um, you know, our last bus trip up to uh, Rockford, uh, the boys uh, had some tough decisions to make with the movies, so I think we're going to have a whole new set of movies come in uh, for <laughs> Milwaukee. What were the concerns with the movies on the way? Like, what's a good bus movie? Because it's straight right, comedy. Somet- right, sometimes there are yeah. great movies that just aren't good bus movies, right? Yeah, I think I think straight comedy. Uh, anything Will Ferrell, um, Adam Sandler are always good. Um, you know, we had the grown-ups going on. Um, but, uh, you know... We also had James Bond. Um, that was a, a decent movie. But sometimes action movies, when it's when it's getting late in the night and it's, uh, say you're coming back, it's one in the morning and you got gunfire going off and <laughs> explosions. It's just like kind of like tough. oh yeah, it could be a little tough. So well, not to mention that, but I'd never seen the or I'd not seen the ending of I think it was uh, No Time to Die. I'd not seen the end of it, and so we got to the part where I was watching a new. And I had to like stand up and put my ear next to the 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 the, <laughs> the speaker because I couldn't hear what was going on. I'm like, hey, shut up! I'm like telling people to be quiet. They're like, what do you mean? And so that's what I there there are great movies that just don't translate to the bus. And unfortunately, I think that might have been one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we had that on uh, the exact that exact movie on last uh, last time. So it was it was uh, out of the selection that was the pick. Um, but uh, yeah, comedy is usually the go-to. So I do want to revert back. You mentioned cards on the bus. I love asking about cards on the bus and you gave me a nugget that I want to dive into. Okay. And I know these are friends and former teammates. So if you don't want to totally lay into them, I get it, but you brought up some really heated card games. What can you tell us about these heated card games? And maybe can you give us a play by play of why things got so heated and what the situation was? Yeah. I mean, we don't play for a lot of money. We're not playing for crazy hundred bucks here and there. It's, 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 uh, 25 cents, um, certain ticks on the board and it adds up. You went about, I don't know, 12 bucks from one guy and 10 bucks from the other guy. It's nothing crazy, but, um, yeah, I mean, if, uh, if, if you're dealing and you miss deal, um, you know, things can get a little out of hand and they're screaming on the bus. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Sometimes I'm shuffling and the cards kind of go everywhere over a bump or something, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just a fun time to kind of kill some time on the bus mm-hmm. um as it uh can get into long road trips you guys have like a you guys have like a card table that you guys use i because we we went to minnesota for a game last year and remember we were, oh, we were yeah. making our own we made our own table out of carb literally anything we could find beer yeah like it was like, a case of beer that with with like duct tape it was not a pretty table no. but it worked yeah, and really trying to teach people we were playing euchre and trying to teach people how that worked it was a it was an adventure yeah no we had uh in hartford we had a little uh a table i, I don't know who built it but um it was uh it was actually well made a little felt had the team logo on it and i think it's just a piece of uh wood that was fit right on the um the sides of the uh the rests and it was long and it worked well um here we actually haven't uh, thrown the table on i think it's a little bit um too big for the uh, the aisle, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we'll be getting something going uh, on those uh, 
bigger bus trips. It is made. I've seen it. I don't think it has the logo on it, but it is felt on the top, and it's got some cup holders. I believe Zane McIntyre crafted it on his oh, own mm. last year, if I remember correctly. Um, so it does exist. Um, now that's great. Yeah, cards on the bus, an enjoyable lot. You could spend a whole podcast talking about cards on the bus <laughs> with certain people, I think. Uh, Ty, this new team for you, uh, your second professional, third professional team, you can count the main Mariners in there as well, but second American Hockey League team. You started with Hartford. Have you figured out who the, if you had to give a class clown award on this wild team, maybe who's the guy that comes to mind? Um, see, I wouldn't use the term class clown. I would use the term glue guy. Someone that's a, a dressing room <laughs> guy that, you know, everyone wants to listen to and they've got thousands of stories and that's easy pick. That's Joseph Camarosa. Um, just the, just the way he, um, can tell stories. He's got a real skill for that. And he's, uh, he's a glue guy in the dressing room and it's, it's fun to be around even on the bus. It's just, uh, all around good guy, good stories and, and good talks. Who's the most serious teammate in the Iowa Wild locker Serious room? teammate. Um, you know, Stephen Fogarty always has that st- serious uh, uh, persona. Um, he's always um, dialed in. Um, you know, even in practices, he, he does have a, uh, a witty, funny, uh, you know, personality at times that comes out. But when it's time to come to the rink, he's here to work. And, um, you know, uh, that's something as a leader. Um, you know, he, it really comes out of him, and, and you can see why he's, uh, you know, a captain on this team. How about the loudest? I think I know the answer, but we'll it's, see it's, what It's always is. unanimous for the most part. Uh, loudest? Um, I mean, Becky, Becky's, yeah, yeah. Pretty, <laughs> Becky's pretty loud, uh, but, uh, you know, that's just how, who he is. He's a, he's a really fun guy to be around. Um, you know, he's always got something to say, and he's not afraid to say it. And, um, you know, he's just being himself, and, you know, that's, that's what we like. Where do you think you fit in to a role in the room, on the ice? We can talk about that, and we'll get to that. But where do you see yourself fitting in? Maybe where do you think the other guys see that you fit in? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's my whole, you know, for me coming into a new team, it's a whole new experience. So uh, I don't really, like, know how I would fit in. I was just, I just try to be myself. Um, I, I can be loud at times, and I can also be quiet and serious at times, and I'm a mix in, in between. Uh, I don't really know what I would um, say I, I, as I come across, but um, yeah, I, I think I'm a mix between loud and, and quiet. When Hopefully, you, a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's th- let's throw someone onto the bus here real quick. Who's who? So first, who's got the best style on the team? Then who's who's someone that yeah, we gotta we gotta revamp your wardrobe a little uh, bit. Best style. Nick Patan's always got good style. Um, Shuey. Schuster's always got really good style. Um, he actually brings around a, a camera. He's a big fo- into photography. He's got a, like a, I think it's like a five thousand dollar camera, really beautiful, um, and it's uh, black and white film, and it's it's really really well done. He does a great job. Um, he'll come around, and just kind of take some pictures here and there. Um, who's got the bad style? Um, well, actually, no. Who's got good style too? Is Michael Lear? I got to give a, a shout out to mm. uh, Lear's. Um, but bad style, hmm. See, I don't know. I don't know who I can throw under the bus for bad style. Um, Not necessarily throwing one of the bus, but just anybody, someone, who just, everybody. someone who just gotta tweak their wardrobe a little bit. It could be Ben, and it could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, Ben's no looking chance. sharp. Ben's got the no tailored chance. suits. He he rolls up. He's looking sharp for game time. Nice try, um, Joey. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying uh, to give him an out. I don't know. Uh, let's let's think here. Uh, we could we could just give it to Adam Beckman. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's that's the easy <laughs> out. Tough, he's always tough uh, pod for Beck. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, tough style, but great person. 
All right, there it is. We can put that at his, as his Instagram bio. Yeah. Tough style, great person. Yeah. Had a back yeah, we should get him to change that. Um, pre-game routine, everybody's got a different one. Everybody's got something they do that's unique. Anything that you do that's unique, or is it pretty standard what your pre-game routine is? Yeah, routine. Um, uh, I, I like to do a little bit of a visualization, meditation kind of before the game. Um, just kind of, you know, get into a uh, rhythm of breathing and, and um, kind of – picture myself on the ice, kind of making plays and um, kind of channel some good energy mm-hmm. um, that way, kind of puts myself in, in the right headspace and uh, mindset to kind of go out and perform. So I kind of do that uh, before games and even sometimes before practices as well. We're going to get into on-ice stuff earlier in your career. I want to talk about some most recent times in your career, specifically a terrific hat-trick performance in a school day game in front of 9,000 screaming kids where... Not one single yeah, hat went on. I wanted to ask about has that. Has this ever happened to you where you've scored a hat trick and not seen it, or a teammate has scored a hat trick and you've not seen a hat? Because I've never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a little different. Um, <laughs> it was my first hat trick. I was pretty grateful to get that. Um, pucks were just following me, and they were, they were going in, so I'll, I'll take it. But uh, I was actually giving some crap to uh, Wally on the bench because he was um, backing up that night, and he just sat on the bench, and he's got his hat. I'm like, where's your hat? Throw the hat on the, on the ice. What the hell? He goes, I've just never seen a natural hat trick. It just, I've never seen it. I was in awe. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I was but, in awe. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I've, uh, it's, it was a kid's game. Um, you know, kids were screaming, uh, and they were loud, and it was a lot of fun regardless of, of hats or no hats. Do you think that'll be something if you ever tell this story to – kids or younger people later on you'll say yeah my first pro hat trick there wasn't a single hat that came on the ice or were you kind of like damn it where were my hats no i i, I mean i was just happy to kind of yeah. be a part of a, a good win i wasn't really too worried about the hats when i got to the bench i kind of looked around I was like oh there is no hats like <laughs> wally what about your hat why don't you throw your hat on there he goes i don't know <laughs> i did i was i was down uh, down on the ice level up in the glass and you scored and you came around you kind of did this look as you came through the uh through the through the line by the bench, he looked around real quick, and there were no hats. And I I went over headset, and I said, "Oh, this is sad. Like this is this is tough." Because you could tell there was just there was a little disappointment there. But the one thing that I we should point out is the marketing side smartly did have a plan for later in the game. You had a video ready and everything. Like yeah, we had like, a, we had like a hey, this is what happens in a hat trick. Oh, so it was yeah. like, hey, a hat trick is when someone scores early. three goals, and he just did it very very quickly. So. Um, good for you. Yeah. 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 So the, actually it's your fault, Ty, that you scored too early in the game. You okay. ruined our plan, yeah, you man. Did. Yeah. So just so you remember that, um, learning about the week that led up to that was always interesting to me because you talked about it when we had the interview after the second period that, or that morning asking about, you know, what, maybe what changed you hadn't scored and then you score three and you brought it up and said you had a number of pretty lengthy meetings with Tim Army that week about, trying to help you create more offense. Clearly something clicked because there the offense came. You ended up with five points over the weekend. What can you tell us about maybe the positioning you brought that up and the things that you were working on that maybe helped illuminate some scoring chances for you? Yeah, I mean, for, for me and, and uh, Coach Army, it was, it was kind of a timing thing. Um, getting to the net at the right time when, puck was, when the puck was arriving, um, positioning. Um, I'm a smaller guy, so if I can get body position on a bigger guy early on, um, you know, I'll have a better chance of, of uh, winning the battle or getting to the puck first. So, um, yeah, that was kind of uh, the meeting and um, positioning on the forecheck um, overall. You know, he's, he's got a lot of games in, in coaching in the NHL. He's coached Hall of Famers. And, um, you know, with him and even Nate and, and Yonks, uh, 
you know, they're always here to help and, and they want, they want what's best for uh, the team and as for you as a player. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good lengthy meeting. Um, and um, I just try to go out and, and play my game and, and just kind of keep those points in, in, in the, in my back of my head. And, and when they were there, it just kind of uh, just play kind of muscle memory and just kind of have fun with it too. Right. It's, it's hockey. It's what I love to do. I don't want to really do anything else. So um, go out there and, and have fun. The muscle memory how much muscle memory is in a little juke at the top of the right circle to get a, a defenseman to bite like that and then rip it to the weak side? We'll have Marquise put that goal over the top of while you're showing it here because I want, I'd want i love to see it again. It was a beautiful goal. That's a, that's a pretty high-level play. Can you take us back to that? I think it was the second goal of your hat trick. I mean, the pump fake, the pullback, and the shot. I mean, how do you sort that all out lickety-split like that? Um Coming around, getting the puck, um, seeing having my head up is n- number one thing, and then kind of seeing the positioning on the defenseman, where his stick is, um, and just kind of, yeah, it's just a play knowing that, you know, if I can pull it inside, I can get a better angle on my shot. Um, and actually, if you watch the warm-ups, I was actually practicing that a little bit in the warm-ups for a couple times, um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of clicked, and, and it worked, so uh, I'll take it. I love those stories. I was working on it in practice, or I was working mm-hmm. on it in warm-ups. I love those stories. Bringing it to life. Well, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Practice, uh, practice does make perfect at times, and it's um, you know you got to put in the work and um, and the effort and and just the rep- countless repetition to to kind of uh, get some success. Joey, you got anything wild related you want to get to? Because I want to flip the the pages back here and dive dive deeper into the career of Ty, if that's okay with you. But if, I you, have, I, if you have anything else, I don't want to. Nope, a lot I want to keep I, this moving chronologically. Man, my, my my big one was the the Hatcher question, whether or not he was truly disappointed. Which I, I don't think we're going to get an honest answer, which is fine. Which is fine. I think we all know. <laughs> we don't want to make the kids feel bad. It's not their no, fault. No, like, no. They didn't know any no, better. They don't know. You they should have know. played the, the hat trick uh, informational video earlier. It's actually yeah. actually really yeah. it's your fault. It's probably my fault. Playing it right away. It's my fault. Yeah, it's, it's on me. Yeah, it's it's on me. Fault, yeah, that's my fault, everybody. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, we can we can dive back uh, earlier in the career because I got some questions about sure. you know, some things that happened in Vancouver and then stuff like that. So let's go for it. I've been told to specifically ask you about your final year with the Vancouver Giants and how many goals you scored. <laughs> Who asked that? I can't. I, I won't. I won't <laughs> reveal that. But I've been told Probably specifically to ask you about that. Um, yeah, uh, was with a good group of. Uh, teammates and and uh, the puck was following me around that year. I, I ended up scoring 61 goals. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was a lot. I was an overage, 20 years old, um, so you know had a little bit more confidence and experience in the league. And yeah, pucks the pucks were following me, and um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. Um, a lot of shots. Set a franchise record that year for goals, I believe, in a single season as well. Yep. I can say that. You won't say that. Yeah. Very, yeah. very modest. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I have to literally drag it out of you here, um, which is a good thing. Um, the other thing that year that stands out to me, and I know Joey's going to want to ask about this too, uh, the WHL Humanitarian of the Year Award. Yeah. And, and looking up more on that, uh, finding quotes from you and finding some of the reasons why you were able to get there, the story that jumped out to me was fan – sends in some fan mail for you, and instead of just writing him back or sending him a hockey card or something like that, you showed up at his front door with a Giants jacket. Yeah. What, like, where does that come from with you? Because it was the one thing right away here. You came in and you said, you know, hey, Ben, hey, Joey, I want to be mm-hmm. a part of the community events. Get me involved. Not everybody does that. Why do you do that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it. I mean, it, it, it does feel good to kind of put some smiles on some faces and 
um, with that story, it was just kind of uh, a letter I got, and it was is written uh, from Burnaby, BC, is where uh, I kind of grew up, and um, down the block from my house. So I thought, hey, I, I got some <laughs> Giants gear. Why not kind of bring it by and instead of you know mailing back the cards? I thought I could just kind of roll up and knock on the door and give them a jacket and some stuff. So yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I, I, I'm pretty grateful and, and honored to be a humanitarian of the year that, that year. I think that was kind of the biggest prize and, and uh, award um, for, for me throughout my career so far. I think that's kind of the top of the top because it, you know, it means a lot. And, you know, obviously you don't want to be kind of, you know, always, uh, you know, I got this, I got humanitarian, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's something special. Well, I can say it is very special, uh, and it's an extremely uh, humbling reward, uh, I'm sure, for you to put in a lot of effort like that and then to be celebrated in the way that you were. And to dive even deeper, to pull another layer off the onion, have you always been that way? Is it something that just sort of happened that year? Like, where does this come from inside the mind of Ty Ronning, that, that spirit that you have, that spirit of giving? Because it's very obvious to us very early on that you have it, and clearly the WHL thought so as well. Yeah, um, I think just growing up, watching my dad play, um, you know, he he was always uh, a kind-hearted person. And uh, I think during the off-seasons, uh, he used to run hockey schools, uh, Cliff Ronning Hockey Schools, and um, donate some of the, the, the money to charity and whatnot. And just being around and, and, um, you know, seeing, you know, certain fans come up and want his autograph and whatnot. And, you know, he would do a little bit of extra, uh, you know, so it was, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. That was kind of cool. So just watching that kind of, uh, I don't know, developed and it makes, it makes me happy putting a smile on someone else's face and even going to the hospital this year with, uh, Hicketts was, uh, was pretty, uh, cool and rewarding. Um, so uh, to do more of that would be awesome. Yeah. I was going to, I mean, my questions on Humanitarian of the Year, Ben took right out of my mouth. So he kind of covered that, which good on you. Uh, but you did, you mentioned your dad, and your dad played over 1,000 games in the National Hockey League, played, spent time with Minnesota. I mean, for you, probably growing up around the rink in the locker, I mean, was being a hockey player like dad something you always wanted to do? Yeah. Um, at, at first, uh, you know, other people would come and ask me, are you going to be a hockey player like your dad? And then I would say, you know, at the time I wasn't skating, so I'd say no. And then uh, kept getting asked that question. I was like, mom, I really want to play. So my mom put me into hockey um, and as my dad was playing and then uh, slowly skated. I could rollerblade before I could walk, actually. So it was kind of, that was kind of a cool, uh, uh, neat thing. But um, yeah, rollerblade around the kitchen. But um, yeah, I mean, just started in Burnaby, Burnaby Winter Club, and, and just, you know, my dad was like my superhero and, and just kind of always wanted to kind of play hockey and be like him. So, I mean, it's uh, some big shoes to fill, of course, yeah. but it's also my own journey, and, and hockey is what I love to do. I was I was going to ask on that. the Having a NHL hockey dad, that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean a guiding light. It can also mean a shadow. Have you felt both sides of that at all, or has it mainly been like you said, your father is the superhero that he is? And it's nothing that he did or didn't do, but just sometimes having a father like that, it can play on both sides of the fence, can it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I could see what you're saying with, with, yeah, my dad had a very big career, and, you know, here, here's um, his son. If, you know, if he wasn't doing, uh, doing well, you know, the maybe media or whatnot can kind of take uh, – take some, you know, criticism towards them, mm-hmm. uh, easy, easy target. Um, but for me, I mean, 
go to my dad for advice and he's played through it. He's been through it. So it's a little bit different. I've grown up in the dressing rooms. Um, you know, you see how important culture is and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always had the last name Ronning on my back and it's, uh, you know, it's not going to get taken away from me. So, um, you know, I just, I, I learned to kind of enjoy it. And, you know, if there's chirps or this and that, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's them, you know, I am who, uh, who I am. So, uh, yeah. How was he as a as a mentor for you? Was he someone who after games you guys sit in the car and you break everything down, or was it was that I'm gonna let you do your thing and I'm I'm here if you need me? Um, my dad's pretty he's he's pretty relaxed. I mean, growing up, I remember some parents that are pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, um, we've all seen them. Especially <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, it's <clears throat> nutty. Um, but yeah, my dad's uh, he's a thinker. He 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 thinks in different ways of the game, and and uh, he really he can see the ice, and he he remembers numbers and curves. Their curve exactly what it looks like, and their number. So if you ask him any hockey player, he'll tell you like. Their That's curve, a the crazy talent. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and so he used to always look up defensemen and and what who's going against. He already knew um, so and so's left-handed, so it'd be force him to the backhand. Things like weird things like that. My dad's a thinker, and uh, yeah, he's he's a smart hockey mind. So it was it's nice to have on my side, of course, if I'm asking him things or whatnot. Was he super hard on me to an extent? It wasn't like uh, crazy. It was uh, it was what's the word? um a good balance sure um so yeah it was it's always has been a good balance um you know he's probably one of my best friends and um it's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool to have uh, a dad that played hockey and um to the career that he had it's a little bit more special being able to play for an organization that he also spent time in yeah so it was um i mean it was a little different coming from the new york rangers where my father was playing uh, with the Canucks at the time in 94, where they lost the Stanley Cup to the Rangers. So that was kind of, I mean, it became my dad's uh, you know, hate, most hated team to his favorite team. <laughs> and then now it's, you know, Minnesota, of course. And, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, like, you know, going to the dressing room, like I, like I remember, um, you know, having a rink in my backyard when Minnesota, because that was kind of a, a neat, cool thing to do. Um, but, uh Yeah. When your dad was in Minnesota, were you in Minnesota? Was the family in Minnesota as well? Yeah. Where did yeah. you guys live? We lived, uh, not Brentwood. I was young. I was young. I want to say, um, it was it was in Minnesota. It was one of, a part of Minnesota, not in St. Paul. Um, but yeah, I, I forget the the city. Yeah. So yeah, the Twin Cities area. Yeah, mm. Minneapolis, St. Paul. I was just always curious. You never quite know with some guys, especially if your dad was only there a year. Sometimes families will stay, especially if there's young kids involved. So I so was always curious to ask and know we have Minnesota listeners. So I figured mm-hmm. if there's anybody, they'll know, hey, the Ronnings were living in the Minneapolis-St. Paul uh-huh. area at one point. Um, it, another question, not about your dad, but sort of not about your dad. Locker rooms that you got to be in early, talk about the culture that you got to see. Mm-hmm. Do you remember ever getting to walk in and meet a certain teammate or a person that your dad was playing with or against and just going, whoa, I'm getting to meet this guy? Uh, that happened a little bit later in, in uh, I guess, his career. is more retired at that time. We were doing some charity games, and there was some big names. And Jerome uh, Ginla was one of them, Duncan Keith, and I was 
just seeing him, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And I got to meet, like, Mike Medano and, of course, Wayne Gretzky and some big names. Got to play with Wayne as well, which was pretty neat. Um, uh, really neat. Coeur that's more than pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. We had, yeah. We had, yeah, that was that was a cool Did you, like, did you set him up for a goal? Did he set he was you setting up me or something? Up. He flicked a puck over my head, and it, it came right on my <laughs> stick. It was pretty neat. Unbelievable. It was a charity game, uh, <laughs> Gauzer Ranch, Coeur d'Alene um, in uh, Idaho. It was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. What do you remember coming out of a very successful Vancouver Giants career and transitioning into pro? Because a lot of your teammates here in Iowa on a very young team are currently in the midst of doing that right now. On the ice and off the ice, what do you remember about that time when you were coming into the Hartford Wolfpack? Yeah, just uh, realizing how important it is to take care of the body. Um, you know, the body breaks down, and as you get older, um, it becomes even more important. Um, you can kind of get away with a little bit of things when you're younger. Um, you know, the stretching after games, uh, the cycling after games, and flushing out the legs. Um, but just uh, just seeing uh, other pros and doing what they do, like Stephen Fogarty. I was there in Hartford, and... Um, you know, I was actually there for his first year uh, when I was, I think, uh, 19 or whatnot, or 20. I came after uh, my junior career and played 12 games up. And just seeing guys like that, you know, he's he's always on the ball. He's 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 got his routines after games. He takes care of his body and and does the little things um, to kind of help uh, propel him to the next level. Um, as a younger guy, um, it's just listening, being being all ears. Um, there's a there's a thing the reason why you have one mouth and two ears um, I think being a sponge and and absorbing a lot of information at times and and just kind of realizing what's around and and yeah going from there. Was there a welcome to pro hockey moment for you that you remember thinking back whether it was something someone did or a hit you took or any type of a moment where you went okay so this is what the American <laughs> Hockey League is like. Yeah, I mean my my first couple of years were were different. Um, you know it was. It was, it was different. I was playing not a lot of minutes, um, you know, at certain times told, you know, you get over a certain amount of seconds on a shift, you, you're not going to play the rest of the game. It was a lot, it was a lot difficult and at, at times to take, and um, it's kind of structurally different. Um, I got sent down to the East Coast and, and really had to climb my way back and, and, and fight. And, um, you know, it was constant kind of up and down, a little bit of a roller coaster, and learning to kind of control the emotions and control your mind. Cause at the end of the day, the, the mind is the most powerful thing. And, uh, I work with a sports psychologist, um, Dr. Saul Miller, and, um, he actually worked with my dad before, um, way back. He's worked with, uh, a lot of players. He, um, and, uh, I think that was the biggest thing just trying to understand, like I, cause I came from, uh, from junior and then, uh, AHL and then to the East Coast and then back up and then back down. It was it was tough, a lot to handle and and um, just kind of fighting your way back and trying to understand that um, you know it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. Not that I'm going to take any of Dr. Miller's advice here that he would get paid to use and try to give it away for free, but for any younger listeners, viewers that might be watching this, what are maybe some of the the sports psychology takeaways that you have that you think every hockey player should know? Uh, it's ABCs. Um, things you do well that um, are your game. So for me, I move my feet, I'm quick to pucks, and I shoot the puck. I would categorize that as my game. And, you know, as I'm doing my visualization, um, I kind of imagine that and, and uh, work with it. Um, you know, it's creating a good focus and a good feeling. That's another thing uh, Dr. Saul Miller uh, talks about in his books um, and uh, talks with me about is, is having a good focus and a good feeling. And um, separation by preparation, and that's separating yourself 
by preparing um, the night before and, and such. I don't want to jump too far ahead in case you got anything else Hartford wise, but you spent you mentioned Stephen Fogarty. You also spent a lot of time in Hartford with Michael Leary. Coming over here to Iowa with those two guys, did it make it easier? Has the transition been easier for you, knowing that you had a couple guys you're very familiar with? Yeah. Um, see, Mike's such a good guy. We sat next to each other in the locker room in Hartford, and then uh, you know we come here. It's it's uh, it makes it easier for sure. Um, you know what guy. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it was kind of exciting first day of school feeling and you ha- you got a buddy there that's doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was pretty nice. And, and of course, Steven played against him last year, um, uh, but played with them prior years and, um, yeah, same kind of thing. What can you tell me about <clears throat> chopping wood? <laughs> this is Michael Leary. <laughs> I was going to say I had to follow up after talking about him. Uh, <laughs> I had to, uh, chopping wood. Uh, he likes to think I chop wood when I get angry on the ice and and uh, uh, whatnot, and I feel like I get a cheap shot. And I'm learning to control my temper, but I like to hack at ankles when the ref isn't looking or whatnot. But uh, sometimes you got to be careful. You don't want to get taken a penalty. Um, almost had one this year, but um, yeah, I mean overall, uh, chopping wood is uh, just I don't know. I don't like to start things, but I'll try and finish things in a way. So. Under the, under the radar under the radar yeah yeah under the radar it's about to ask where's the best spot on the ankle to get to but i don't want to make you sound too villainous <laughs> it's actually up here no <laughs> <laughs> ben ben we were playing in a wall game and ben had a similar this comment is men's not, league by not, the way yeah not yeah, like a Raymond. not like a chopping wood thing but he was like, like i think the, the the quote was if he wants to go at it we can go at he goes i know all the soft spots <laughs> yeah. back of the knee top of the foot you rattle them off yeah yeah you rattle yeah. them off <laughs> yeah there's some good little spots you can go after and these guys know more of them than i do but um ty this has been just great uh joey anything else you wanted to get to while we've got a tie here yeah just a couple kind of off the ice kind of iowa questions i mean Obviously, you've, you've been here a couple months now. What are what are some of your favorite you know go to spots here in the city? Are there any places, any restaurants that you yeah. have fallen in love with yet? Yeah, I mean, Des Moines is such a clean city. Um, it's it's really nice. Uh, looking looking at restaurants and whatnot. Uh, Luca actually in East Village, really really good spot. Um, that's where uh, uh, Kramer uh, kind of took some of the boys. Um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, I think Zombie Burger is another decent one. I like that spot. Uh, Fresca, Fresco, Fresco. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, for me personally, I like to cook a lot. So when I'm going out, it's, uh, it's a special day, but I like to cook at home and, and whatnot. But Luke is a really good, uh, Italian spot. So right. follow up questions yeah. coming now. Yeah. So <laughs> what's, uh, if you're, I mean, I, I like to cook in the kitchen as well. I mean, what is your, is there like a Tyronic specialty? Like if you gotta, if you gotta make a meal to impress yeah. somebody, what what are we whipping up? Yeah. So my, my mom's Italian and so it's, it's tough to beat with her cooking. Uh, but just learning from her and whatnot, like a pasta fagioli, a pasta bean dish that I, I really enjoy. It's kind of like a stew. Um, I, I like to cook uh, salmon, chicken, all kinds of, all kinds of meats. Um, but I'm more of a pasta guy. If anybody was to ask, I'm definitely, uh, a guy trying to make certain sauces and, and just kind of whip up some pasta. You make your own pasta? Uh, I have. I haven't here, um, but I have before with a little bit of flour egg and just a touch of water. Yeah. We should do like, I feel like we'd have enough guys. I mean, Hicketts is talking Hicketts about it. Joey's, we, should do yeah, like a, we should do a cookbook. Well, I went to Joey's uh, last night for dinner, 
and he made these ribs, and they were unbelievable. We've talked about yeah. that before with Marquise. Yeah. Unbelievable. He, he told Marquise he's got to give him the recipe. It's the uh, Traeger, I think he just got, or whatever it's called. It's a smoker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he his they were dynamite. So I was I was really impressed. He's a good cook. He really talks those things up too. He'll yeah. tell you yeah. how good they but are. He, but yeah. he, he backs it up too. I'm hey. telling you, yep. it's good. Yeah. You, if you're gonna talk him up that much, yeah, you better, better be able be to back it up. Yep. If uh, if if Tyronning wasn't playing hockey for a living, what would what would you be doing? Uh, never really thought about that in ways. I, I, I've always kind of something with hockey for sure. Um, or a teacher, a PE teacher or, um, uh, personal trainer. Uh, I like fitness. I like movements. Um, but I, I, I would say definitely something with hockey, maybe a coach or whatnot. I like certain systems and, and learning why, cause now the game's kind of becoming more of somewhat of a chessboard and structurally. And I kind of like, uh, like that aspect of the game. Awesome. Yeah. And wraps it up for me. That's good for me. Right on. Ty, this has been just terrific. Uh, really walking away, not that I didn't already know this, but you're a very inquisitive person, and, and I respect oh, that, thanks. and I think it plays into your game as well, uh, and it's clearly led to some early success, and we'll look forward to seeing more of that. Thanks so much for joining us, and obviously we're looking forward to watching you continue to get that 77 rolling out there for the Iowa Wild. Right on. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. That was good. That was a good clap. Good clap. Nobody's going to hear that, but that was a good clap. Was it a good clap? Yeah, Ben just had a good clap to kick off. Period three here on the Ride in the Bus podcast. Huge shout-out to Ty Ronning. Yeah. Just, I mean, hashtag awesome dude. Like, he's just a good good guy, great guy for the locker room, doing a lot for us, going to do a lot for us in the community. Um, it was cool hearing some of those stories, what he had to talk about. I like the, uh, like the chopping wood bit. That was one of my favorites. I loved the the thinking side, talking about his dad, Cliff, but also you could tell he's the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the bit about his dad, how he'd memorize players' curves. Yeah. I mean, that's th- – those little vignettes of people that have reached the highest level of – doesn't matter what sport it is, mm-hmm. but – those little details that you that the only way to learn these details is to talk to somebody who either is the person or is r- close to the person, obviously Ty being Cliff's son, but um, those things to me just fascinate me, those little nuances that make all the difference. I mean, think about how – I'd imagine thousands of plays that Cliff Ronning made in his career that he made based off of knowing that this person was a right-handed shooter and had – this curve, this yeah. pattern. So to me, that that was really, really interesting. Um, and as I said at the end, I said how inquisitive he is. He's an inquisitive guy. Yeah. He's curious. He's a thinker. Um, the bit on him and Tim getting together and talking about all the different positioning things he could do to get to plays quicker and then it panning out. I love that. The yeah. warm-up comment, too, where yep. he said, you know, I was working on that play in warm-ups. Again, you could probably rewind it and watch me smile. I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, I love yeah. I love those little things, it's, man. It's I love cool. That. The, like, and even not a lot of guys will you know, are, will talk about it, but the, the sports psychology yep. side of it and sitting down with someone who, who helps the mental side of the game, I don't know if – and it's, it's certainly not something to be ashamed of, but a guy lies just don't – I don't know if guys just don't do it or guys just don't openly talk about it, but it was cool to hear about how, you know, he talked and it was the same guy his dad worked with. Mm-hmm. So like, it's nice to have those, those, those people in your corner, those people in your entourage, if you will, to kind of help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous stuff from Ty Ronning. A big thanks to him for, for giving us some time. And um, with that, we dismount, we move into the, the third period of our podcast. Uh, and we're excited about the bet that we have. Yeah. What's, 
we'll save am I, that to the very end. Am I putting the cart before the horse? Let's just okay. save it to the very end because we've... Okay, we'll we, dangle that out in front we've, of people now. We are excited about that. Yeah. But we have so much happening in the next couple weeks. Yeah, like, good call. Sure. Yeah. So we've got, first and foremost, our Veterans Appreciation Night's coming up on uh, Friday. So when you guys are listening to this, this coming Friday is Veterans Appreciation Night. Uh, we've got these awesome camo specialty jerseys which are different than any camo we've had uh in the past couple of years hopefully by now we've we've shared a photo of those i think we're just waiting for them to arrive but it's your department it's your department isn't it half and half at this point yeah. uh, i think at this point in the process it's half yeah. and half uh but we're hoping to be able to show those off we do have uh, a hat giveaway the camo hat giveaway for the first 1500 fans in the building that camo pattern on the hat is is identical to what you're going to see on the jersey so you'll be able to match the guys jerseys are going to be auctioned off if you are listening to this now the auction is already live it started yesterday and will close at the end of the second intermission on friday during the game and new this year now that protocols have kind of loosened up uh i guess not new we're bringing it back um if you win a player's jersey so if you win ty ronning's jersey and you're here at the game you're going to be able to come down after the game snap a photo with Ty, and have him sign it for you on the spot. Love that. Um, it is going to be relatively quick because everybody, you guys are busing immediately after to Milwaukee. Yes. So you are going to shuffle people through pretty quickly, but it's a, just an extra incentive to, to win those jerseys. So I think we're going to end up having 25 or so jerseys in this online auction, and then we'll have uh, four jerseys in a blind auction. So you've got to be in the building to be eligible to win some of those jerseys. And uh, there's some, some bigger names in that pool as well. So if you're in the online auction, you're saying, oh, how come so-and-so is not here? How come I don't see his jersey? There's a good chance they're in the blind auction. And if you want action on that, you've got to be here on Friday to get that. But it's going to be awesome. We're going to be recognizing vets all throughout the night. Jerseys are going to benefit the ALS Association. We'll have uh, a veteran doing puck drop. We've got a veteran for Hero of the Game. Um, like you said, constant recognition. So it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. And it's $2 beer night. So come on, kick things off with us, kick the weekend off right. And and that is our third and final home game for November. However, <laughs> we have nine, count them, nine home games in December. And, uh, yep, good, nice. Good math. And there's, there, I mean, there's a lot. We've We've got things happening just about every night. I mean, we've got WWE night. We've got our first of two Pucks and Paws games. We have Teddy Bear Toss. We have Video Game Night. We have two Winning Wednesday games. We have Star Wars Night. And then we have uh, our New Year's Eve Eve celebration where we're going to do post-game fireworks um, after the game to kind of close out 2022 with everybody. So there's a lot happening. There's giveaways in there. There's going to be more mystery pucks. A lot of fundraising. It's and we kind of talked about it with at, at, I think at the beginning. It just it goes by so quick. Oof. And we're gonna blink, and it's gonna be 2023, and then we do another eight home games in January. <laughs> so it's and then we get to Ben's favorite month of the year, February. Yeah, so February. Um, it's gonna be busy, but uh, you know, grab your tickets. There's a lot of fun, exciting things. We are working on um, something pretty big too that that we haven't announced yet, but uh, hoping to roll something pretty major out in the next couple weeks i'm not even sure i know what you're um, talking about uh, right you now. probably don't wow but um i can i'll cue you in when we turn the camera off um but we got some, some oh, cool things coming up I'm hopefully so let's get to the um, end of this podcast I yeah, don't know what's going just, on. but yeah you know grab your tickets come on out bring family bring friends there's no better time uh to come on out than these you know these quote unquote hockey months you know you're getting december january football's over it you know it's gonna start getting cold out 
come hang out at the rink with us. We've got a good team. They're starting to hit their stride. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun things coming. So definitely come on out uh, and enjoy that. And and with that, that's my spiel on what's coming down the pipe for December. And excellent, this excellently month, so. done. Um, it was done like you'd, like you'd created the promo schedule yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. I had some help. But I, I know, yeah, but I've done, looked at it enough. Done like somebody that's got. It's it's like I'm when someone. The, it's like when someone asked me about like travel dates, right? Yeah. It's oh, like, oh yeah, I got, I got them all. Scary. I'm at the point. In. I I went the other day and I just rattled off like I was doing something, and I was just rattling off. I was like, all right, we got this game, this game, this game. And I went through the whole schedule and I knew every date <laughs> off the top of my head, which is just when you look at it so many times, it's a scary thing, kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how much space. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Ronning knows stick curves. I know home game dates. Good yes. for me for knowing when our team is playing, yes. when I need to be here. Good. That's good. It'd be weird if you knew stick patterns. Yeah. That, yeah, it wouldn't make I sense. I don't even know my own stick pattern. Yeah, I'm not so. trying to mind anymore either. Um, in, now, any, in, any, in any event, um, I didn't know we had a Star Wars night this year. I thought yeah. that was the second wave yeah. of rollout, so you might have missed that one. Yeah. The second wave that's of that's rollout really good was good news Star Wars night, Iowa Hawkeye night was one. We had some good ones. That's really good. That's very, very good. I'm excited about that because then I get to make all, have all my puns and have yep. all my fun on the broadcast. Yep. Good. Um, to, to finish, now we do get to what we really think is one of the maybe the climax of our, our show here because we've had some bets this year. Some have been great. Some have fallen flat. But you, yeah. don't, you don't hit home runs on nope. all of them. No. Nope. Um, this one we did really I, do. I like what you did there with the home run thing because we did the home run derby, and I don't, that wasn't intentional. Yeah. I know what yeah. you just did, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Losing's not Ben's fun. Ben's over. Ben is over. He's not won a bet yet. But I don't this, feel good about this one either. See, but this but one, I think this is Ben's best chance so no, far. No, my best chance was 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 the goals in the summer league hockey. That was I, I put, disagree. I put my own my own abilities on the line. And I failed myself. All right. So uh, that I was think that this, was what I thought. I think was my this best is your chance. best chance, and I think a lot of people listening would say this might be the best oh. chance as well. Here's the no. deal. This Thanksgiving night, the New England Patriots, my New England Patriots, play the Minnesota Vikings. Your Minnesota Vikings. They're not Vikings. mine. I cheer yes, for them. Yes, they are. I cheer for them. They're not They're mine. They're yours. I'm um, not Ziggy Wolf. I don't own the team. Okay. All right. Fine. Ben cheers for them. I cheer for the Patriots. <laughs> so he's going to cheer for the Vikings on Thanksgiving night. I'm going to cheer for the Patriots on Thanksgiving Thank night. Thank you. And uh, we're just going to go straight up. The winning team is you don't want to lose this one. Here's what's going to happen. If you lose, and there's going to be video that comes with this, which is really the best part of it all, uh, the loser is going to have to strap up in goalie gear. And one day after practice coming up, uh, if we can find a date, might have to be something over at the RecPlex, just given the ice availability and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But uh, loser's going to have to strap up in goalie gear after practice, and they will hop into the crease between the pipes and they are not allowed to leave the ice until they stop three penalty shots seems pretty easy right pretty basic not so fast my friend (laughs) not so fast the shooters are going to be whoever in this locker room decides they want to participate so um we could be there for a very very long time potentially it's very possible. There, there, we hope we aren't because then we'll run into problems with videos being too long for Twitter and Instagram. There's, oh, a, there's Marquise, a limit, right? Marquise can do his magic. He can Dash cut things down. up. Yeah, but it's going to be fun. It's Whoever's in net's going to be mic'd up. The other person will be mic'd up probably at the blue line. 
we had this idea initially came together. We were watching the Minnesota Wild game, watching Mason Shaw do his thing, and Ben was like, "Oh well, well, what if we, you know, what if we're the shooters?" And we said, "No, no, no. What if the players are the shooters?" So I guess like if I'm in net, if you want to no, shoot, I, you're I more said, than welcome. To. I said, I said we had to we had to block a one timer from somebody. And then we both thought that's way. Did you? Yeah, I missed that. I said that. I missed that. Yeah. We, I, uh, my initial thought was to take like a Mitchell Chafee one timer. He had to go down and block it. But then I'm like, that's going to, we're going to wind up in the hospital. We might wind that. up in the hospital. We might, but the, the chances. Is hysterically laughing behind the camera right now. The chances to me extremely subdue when you put pads on compared to just like we're wearing our. Sure. And we go out to block a Chafee shot. Like, yeah. more, like more guys get hurt blocking shots than. Goal, although, and I shouldn't say that because most goalies are experienced enough to know what they're doing. I, I am not. Me I can very well hurt myself. Where someone's going someone's to hurt themselves. There's a good chance you're going to see this on camera and someone's going to pop a groin or pull a hamstring or something. I, I might not. throw my back. I don't know. It, but, hey, we're here for the content, so we're, it's going to happen. It's going to be awesome. We went. We got uh, Tim Army's green light. He liked his it, blessing. Too. Yeah. He loves he the idea. He lit up. Yeah, he was brimming so, thinking about it. I'm uh, – I'm excited for this one. Honestly, like I, I, I really, I do want the Patriots to win. Obviously, but if there's one that I think would be a lot of fun to lose, this might be good. It. Then but I maybe hope, I don't want to lose. I don't want to do this. But this could be something where we look back in a couple weeks and I'm like, I said this was gonna be fun. This is the, was the worst <laughs> experience of my life. So I don't know. I think either way, for whoever's doing it, not doing it, it's gonna be fun because we're both gonna be mic'd up. Yeah. Um, we'll be at the blue line. We'll be able to talk with the guys a little bit to see, you know, well, what's the move? What's coming up here? I think this is what Ben's going to do. I think he's going to try to stack the pads, or I think he's going to try to poke check or just do something crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So be on the lookout uh, for that one. And, I mean, you guys will know Thanksgiving night yeah. who uh, who the loser is going to be. And uh, I don't know. If you see us at, at the games in early December, let us know. Give us Give us some tips. What, what we should do strategy-wise if we're the goalie. How should we, how should we defend these guys? Because we don't have any idea. The Vikings fans, if there are any that are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast right now, they're feeling what I'm feeling, and that is why would you ever put your personal safety on the line when it comes to needing a Vikings win? But have you – yeah, see, this is, this is where I disagree with you, though, because you haven't watched the Patriots game yet. The, I watched one with you. It was terrible. It was terrible. So was the Vikings game going on at the yeah, same time simultaneously the Vikings are good. against the, the Dolphins. Pa the Patriots are true. <laughs> They're not good. They're, they kick field goals, Ben. Your team scores touchdowns. There is a difference. Uh, I think we're in trouble in that one. I don't know. Marquise, innocent, non, you know, not, you're a Ravens fan. You got no, no side to pick here. In your mind, who's who's got the upper edge? Throw throw the headset yeah, throw on. Just, the headset on. Just let us know what you think because I th hit, uh, I I think probably doesn't go that far. There you go. Yeah. What do you got? Because you're you're a football guy. Marquis played football. He yeah, knows. that's true. Who's got the upper hand? Give us the breakdown from your point of view. Can you see me? I'm in there. No. No. Okay, you're under from the your, monitor. From All your right. point of view, who's who's got the upper hand here? Well, I'm going to say the Vikings because you have to think Justin Jefferson is probably better than anybody on the Patriots. Fact. Dalvin Cook's probably better than anybody That's on the fact. Patriots. Also yeah. fact. Uh, now TJ Hawkinson is better than probably most of the guys on the Patriots. You're not wrong. And, I mean, Daniil Hunter's a stud on defense. And, I mean, Patriots have Judon, who's leading the league in sacks right now. He is now. good, but. But, that yeah, that's going to get you so far when you're playing against Justin Jefferson. 
Okay. Well, I feel better. You having an actual that. football mind say that. But also, you know, the actual inevitable Vikings demise is always it's, it's imminent. And that's <laughs> that's what worries Ben. That the 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 imminent the demise is yeah. what worries Ben. Um, the un- inevitable disappointment of Minnesota fans. You know, it's going to happen at some point. But I mean, I don't think it'll happen on Thanksgiving. I think that'll more be like it a, could be too and, soon. And it could be too soon. For you know what yeah. also helps with it? It's like. The Thanksgiving games are always interesting because Thanksgiving is a time to be around family. The Patriots are going on the road. They're playing in Minnesota, which is just a huge leg up to the Vikings, I think. It's one of those little things I think goes yeah. further than some people think. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't wait to watch it. I'm gonna. I'm excited to watch it with – you know. I'll be at home, obviously, watching with my family. Yeah. You'll be watching with your family. We will be communicating back and forth throughout, I'm sure. But I'm excited to see how it plays out. I, this is the for, win or lose. This this punishment is is my favorite one that we've done yet. I agree. I do agree with that. It's definitely it's gonna be hard to top this one. Y- yeah, it is. We've we've set the bar high. Yeah, we've set the bar high. Yeah, um, I've seen Kirk Cousins with his uh, chain. Yeah, that was corner. great. Kirk I loved it. Chains. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved think, it. I think yeah. <laughs> the more he puts on, I think the more the more. Uh, the more they're gonna win. So I mean, I think I think if they keep crypto chains going, can we just the put it? Season, can we just put it out here right now? If 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 the Vikings win the Super Bowl, can you do a podcast episode as? Kirk oh Cousins yeah, without with a chains? doubt, I'll Kirk do that. Yeah. I'll go Kirk. Ben, I'll yes. just, ben, I'll just yeah, be your yeah, shirtless with a full yes. thing of chains. I, I will do it. that. If the Vikings it. win the Super Bowl, absolutely, no question. Awesome. I'll make that bet any day. That's. Cool. There's, there's no chance. That's a fun one. Just there's like, no chance that's happening. I don't no know, chance man. that's yeah. happening. I don't know. So you okay. also said there were, you know, the the Ten going goals. to get T.J. Hawkinson is not a move that the Vikings would that's make. True. But they're kind of cashing in right now. So yeah. it's a, it's all relevant. But we we can have fun in this little make believe world that the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> we can have fun in this world. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be good. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm. As much as I'm pulling for the Patriots, I am pulling for the Vikings just so we can get that. So Vikings and, uh, yeah, school. Uh, Vikings and Patriots, Thanksgiving night. It'll be a very fun night for a lot of reasons. Obviously fun to celebrate with family and fun to watch those games. Um, anything else, Joey, before we put a lid on episode 14? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Let's talk about it real quick. Okay. You got your plate. What's on your Thanksgiving plate? What are your, your go-tos for Thanksgiving? Um Mashed potatoes and gravy for sure. Stuffing, turkey, uh, uh, cranberries of some of some sorts. I do like the canned cranberry, just like like that comes out with the. It the, comes out in the shape of the inside of the can. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Um, some sort of roll with butter of some kind. Um, yeah, yeah. That that that's. I mean, green bean, like green bean, green bean casserole, sure. something like that, along those lines, definitely. Yeah. What's on your what, What's on your plate, Marquise? I mean, Ben Ben did a did a great job. A couple the couple things that he's missing that goes on my plate: grandma's sweet potatoes, Ooh. and the uh, mac and cheese. I mean, for me, mac and cheese. Mac and just cheese. because I'm a huge mac and cheese, yeah. nut, mac and cheese probably takes up about fifty percent of the plate. <laughs> but that's just that's just me. I know I know that's not everybody, but I I love the mac and cheese. Okay, so yeah, so I pretty similar for me. I actually I maybe I'm in the minority on this. I don't know. I think turkey is highly overrated. I like you you're gonna have it on Thanksgiving, I get it, but like it's I think it's it's meh. It is what it is. Mm. But my plate has turkey on it, it's got mashed potatoes, it's got stuffing. Uh my mom makes this like cornbread souffle kind of thing. So it's almost Ooh. like a 
Ooh, it's a big it's corn, not cornbread, corn but like it's yeah. it's really good. And then mac and cheese as well is always something that's on my plate. Mac yeah, do. and cheese. Mac and cheese became a thing at Thanksgiving at my house because for a while it was the only thing my brother ate. So <laughs> it just became like now it's a staple. It's always there. Um, but we do like it's all same thing happens every year for Thanksgiving. We always host it at my house, and we always do heavy, heavy appetizers as we're watching football throughout the day. And the meal comes out, and everybody's like, eh, "I'm not really that hungry," <laughs> so we're probably gonna. Just stock up on food um, with the Patriots game being that, that night game. I think we're going to have the family back over the house the next day. I think a lot of people are staying at hotels in, the, in Worcester. Nice. So um, we'll do breakfast sandwiches with the leftovers and all that kind of stuff, which is exciting. Um, yeah. I guess let's let's round it out. What are you thankful for? Mm. What are you thankful for? Um, putting me on the spot right away. I mean, I got a million things to be thankful for. Um, thankful for my wife, definitely. Um, people in this sport, they, uh, especially the work on the side that travels like we do, um, you don't, you won't hear one guy that has a successful marriage, family life at home, not gloat about the way that their wife handles things. And I don't have, we don't have kids yet. We'd like to at some point, but, um, she really keeps things just solid at home and you can't, you can't, I, I, I'd have a hard time doing this job if I was just a single man for sure. Like the thing she does to keep me centered and keep me anchored throughout, uh, the course of the season is, is, uh, it's pretty special. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with her. And again, I got, you know, family and et cetera. I got a lot to be thankful for, but that was the first one that came to mind. All right. Yeah. Marquise? Um, I'd say the, the awesome people I get to work with, man. I think these the people that work here in the front office and the marketing department, I mean, my job could be a lot harder than it is. Not to say that it's a, a piece of cake, but <laughs> it's not. It could be it could be <laughs> it could be a lot harder. So I mean you got you got awesome guys like Alec and Travis and Sophie and everybody else that's up there in the marketing office as well as everybody that's in the the rest of the office, the ticket sales and the, the exec people as well, like, you know. Really appreciative of, and even my guys over at Trilex, got to give a shout out to them too, helping me out with everything I need and taking care of me. So yeah, like I said, this job could be a lot harder, but you know, I'm, I'm able to make it do with the awesome people I'm around. Right on. Yeah, it is now that I, like, I think about it, it's tough to pick just like kind of one thing because yeah. there's, there is a lot, you know, obviously thankful that, you know, I'm. I get my family super supportive of what I want to do, even though I haven't lived at home for eight years. I know that drives them nuts and they would love for me to be closer mm-hmm. to home. Like, um, I think, you know, this, just the job in general, I think the biggest thing for me, um, and one thing I'm super thankful for is kind of Marquise alluded to it a little bit, but the team that we've got upstairs in that marketing office, um, they are rock stars. And I think oftentimes they may not, you know, be at the forefront, be in the limelight, may not get a lot of the credit that they deserve, but there are, a lot of people up there who are putting in crazy amount of hours, a crazy amount of work to put on a tremendous product uh, and and have fun things for our fans night in and night out. So for, for Joe, Sophie, Dylan, Jess, Travis, Marquise, Alec, um, everybody who's kind of up there helping out, you know, huge props to them uh, for everything that they do, all the hard work that they put in, hopefully. Um, hopefully it all comes to fruition at the end of the year when we're celebrating some kind of a trophy at some point so well that's what said. we're hoping for well said a sentimental end to our journey yeah. here on episode 14 uh and why not um marquise joey thanks guys this has been fun per usual 
Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Wild fans can out I there. Do the sign off? I've never, I've never done the sign off before. We could definitely have you do the yeah. sign off. Um, let's see here. Um, that's it for me. That's it for Joey. That's it for me. Uh, thanks to Ty Ronning. Thanks to Marquise for editing this. Um, and Marquise, bring us home. Two Hawks for the win.